Well, welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. So some of you got to listen to me in the Northeast meeting in Boston. So I'm not going to go over that stuff because I don't want to bore those people to death. So we have a question that's kind of from a different period. Um, not that it's the critical issue that it was a couple of years ago, but hey, you asked, so I'm going to talk about it. The question was, in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, what lessons can be learned from the economic policies implemented by different countries and what steps can be taken to build more resilient and adaptable economies in the face of future crises? I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but uh, from the very beginning, I looked at this as a gross example of overreaction and not considering long-term consequences. And I don't mean to downplay the impact of COVID. Obviously, it killed millions. It was a very, very deadly disease. But I am still of the opinion that what we did economically was more disastrous even than the pandemic itself. We are still recovering from the shutdown of 2020. I understand the challenge. I understand that at the beginning of this, nobody really knew what they were dealing with. We had had viral outbreaks for years. I mean, that's not uncommon. And one of the reasons we referred to the whole COVID thing as a black swan event is that we had had episodes of SARS and MERS and Ebola and Marburg and avian flu and swine flu and Zika. I mean, we get hit with something almost every year if not just the regular flu. And we forget, for example, that in 1968, the Hong Kong flu swept through the United States and killed over a million people. So we're not unfamiliar with these, but it becomes more challenging to deal when you don't have enough information. So A, I'm going to get in trouble for suggesting that we overreacted to COVID, and B, I'm going to get in trouble for bashing on China. So (laughs) either way, I'm in trouble. We would not have been dealing with the issue in the way that we dealt with it if China had been forthcoming. But gosh, China is never forthcoming. And this is the point at which I remind everybody that I started out as a Soviet specialist, a cold warrior back in the 1980s, And as far as I'm concerned, China is not a whole lot different from what it was when that was the driving force, when it was the country of Mao. So there you go. Everyone's going to be mad at me for that. We, being Marmada, kind of knew that there was something going on as early as September of 2019. We had no idea that there was any sort of a viral infection, but we had been getting reports from our sources in China that industrial production in the Wuhan area had really, really fallen. And it wasn't that there wasn't production going on, it was that the truckers would not go in to that province. They had heard there was something going on there, and they didn't want to be anywhere near it. So for a while, you had very little transportation bringing production out of Wuhan. Turns out later, of course, that they were reacting to the COVID threat, that they knew something was happening in that area, even before anybody really identified what it was. And then China dragged its feet and didn't tell anybody, and oh, it's the night markets, and it's this, and it's infected bats, and it's aliens, whatever it is. 
Only now, only now, two or three years later, are the Chinese admitting, well, yeah, it was probably a, a lab leak. Really? You couldn't have told us that three years ago. So by the time we knew what was going on, it was way too late to quarantine. You can't quarantine an entire country. The world was taken by surprise. You couldn't deal with the fact that people travel. The United States reacted very slowly and said, well, we're going to restrict the number of people coming into the U.S. from China, unless, of course, they're American. Well, that's 650,000 people that came into the U.S. from China. And just because they're American citizens doesn't mean that they were immune to COVID. So they, of course, carried it into the U.S. And now it was too late to quarantine the U.S. or Europe or anywhere else. So in reaction to this, we decided to try to stop its spread by limiting human contact. Good luck with that. And the only way we could really figure out to do that was to shut everything down. So we thrust the country into a recession. We were doing fine January, February of 2020. By March, we were in crisis. Everything was shut down. Travel was inhibited. And the industries that were affected are still being affected. I mean, it's three years later. And did it really stop COVID? No, it did not. And we sort of got a lab lesson watching China with its lockdown policy because they were a lot more iron-fisted about it than we were. So they shut down almost completely for a number of years. When they finally did lift it, they instantly had waves of COVID. So you can't shut down forever. And what we learned, kind of to our slow mistake, is that you eventually had to get to some kind of herd immunity. You eventually had to get to a point where... Most people had had exposure to it and had slowed its spread. And the faster you ended the lockdowns, the faster you got to that stage. So like I said, very controversial. Um, trying to downplay the number of people killed by COVID is, is not smart. We definitely have to be a lot more cognizant of the kind of disease threats that exist in the world. As for lessons learned... Lesson number one, do not compound your problems by shutting down the world economy. It didn't help the United States to lose 47 million jobs in less than two months. It did not help the United States to send the economy into a recession. Many companies did not survive. Something like 500,000 businesses went under in 2020 and never came back. So that's not smart. Lesson number two is do not keep information about viral outbreaks a secret. And that is an easier said man than accomplished. I mean, China is a secretive society. Russia is a secretive society. Lots of countries are secretive societies. They don't tell people what's going on. And when that happens, you're going to be victimized. There's going to be something happening there that ends up affecting the world, and you don't know about it. So if we had known what was going on in Wuhan in September of 2019, steps could have been taken. You literally could have quarantined a city. You could have quarantined an area rather than trying to quarantine an entire country and later the entire world. 
So I know I'm sounding like I'm on a rant because, well, I am. Um, it was a series of blunders from the very beginning. I understand I'm an economist and I worry about the economy more than I worry about a lot of other things. But it was a very, very miserable experience in terms of what happens next. We need to monitor what happens in the world a lot more aggressively. And if we get another outbreak like this, we're just going to have to be aware of the fact that the sooner we react, the better. And waiting until something gets out of control is is hardly the right step, the right direction. So there you go. I've managed to offend everyone who's worried about COVID. I've managed to offend the Chinese. Who knows who else I managed to offend? But that's that's kind of my position. And... Thank you for the question, I think. Um, hopefully the next one is not going to get me in as much hot water. Thanks very much, and I'll talk to you next time.